Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean. Hello, hello, hello from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and welcome to Conversations Radio. This is episode number 129. Our guest tonight is executive producer Rockne O'Bannon, and we've got Maddie Crocco, Dahlia Knapp, and Skylar Gray. It's all about evil, not scary evil, but the TV show Evil on Paramount+. Plus. We'll be talking to them in just a second. Very excited about this night's show. Hey, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. On Twitter, it's at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E. On Facebook, we are just simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. And all of our podcasts, all 128, soon to be 129 episodes, are on Apple Podcasts. You can go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and voila. They're all there tucked in quite nicely for your listening enjoyment. And we're also on Amazon Music as well as Podbean and Audible, which is kind of cool. You think of Audible as just for books, but it's podcasts too. So it's kind of omnipresent. Just go ahead and search Conversations Radio and you're going to find the podcast. A lot of great episodes there. Check those out. Happy Wednesday. It is the 10th of August. A big thanks to our guest from episode number 127. That was actress Skylar Elise Philpott. She uh, is known for her role as Steffi on Raising Dion, as well as a new film called Where's Rose? She plays Rose Daniels, the starring character on the film. That's in uh, select theaters across the country, so go ahead and check that out and go ahead and follow her online as well uh, on uh, Instagram. But a great podcast. Go ahead and check that out. Let's go ahead and get rolling here. It's a busy show tonight, and I got a full house. The board is full. Everyone's talking about Evil, an amazing show. Uh, premiered in uh, 2019 on CBS and then made the move to Paramount+. Plus. And they have not looked back. Robert and Michelle King have created a, a series that's very specific. But uh, they draw a lot of uh, parallels from their own experiences as well. I've got executive producer and writer Rockney O'Bannon. Maddie Crocco, who plays Lexus. Dahlia Knapp, who plays Laura, and Skylar Gray, who plays Lila. Guys, welcome. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah, hi. Uh, hi. Welcome back to Conversations Radio. Uh, Dahlia and Maddie have been on before. Rock, you've been on a ton of times on the show. And this is Skylar, mm-hmm. uh, Skylar's first time. So, Skylar Gray, welcome to uh, the podcast. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. Rock, I got to tell you, we, we did this about a year ago. We had... You and Maddie on together, and then later on we had Dahlia on, and Brooklyn Shuck as well, who plays uh, Lynn. But we did this uh, last year and kind of uh, just kind of recapped a bit and talked about the show. Certainly a wonderful opportunity for you. You've done amazing, amazing things over the past, what, I want to say three decades. And here we are on a series that uh, examines the origins of evil, so to speak, scientific slash religion slash supernatural it's really been amazing we're in season three but season four is on the way in retrospect where do you think we're at rockney i mean the show has just resonated with folks everywhere yeah it's i mean the critical response has been fabulous obviously i think paramount plus is very very happy with with us and you know um 
uh, in terms of uh, filling a, a niche that I don't you know know that the, some of their other shows do. So I think all that's really terrific. The great thing for us creatively this year was we knew going into it, into going into season three, that we were going to be on Paramount Plus, which just kind of uh, took all the all the governors off in terms of you know uh, what we can portray and all that. We obviously don't go you know way too wild, but it just oh, allowed us wild, not wild, kind of wild, draw back. Wild enough. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, which I, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, season one, we were on CBS Network. Season two, we wrote all the scripts and had filmed, I think, most of the season when CBS said, rather than put you on network, we're going to put you on Paramount Plus instead. So we were able to, I think, on set, make some adjustments and all that. Some so, um, yeah, season three was the first year where we really kind of got to you know, let let uh, the show be absolutely everything that it, that it kind of wants and needs to be. And I think it's reflected in what you see on, on air, which is, you know, something that's incredibly bold. And that is so much Robert and Michelle. I mean, they are just uh, truly, you know, um, uh, fab, a fabulous writing team. Robert's kind of the one that like goes way far out there. And then Michelle's the one who will, you know, kind of be a, a little bit of the voice of reason. But then she also will really surprise you with, you know, with uh, coming up with stuff that's <laughs> stranger than any of us could come up with. So, so. Michelle kind of just kind of reins them in, so to speak. Uh, a little bit. She's she's just a really um, it, it, it it's the perfect teaming because we all wish we had a, a you know a Michelle, you know, uh, in our corner because um, she's just so smart and kind of has her finger on the pulse of, of kind of you know audience reaction and. And that sort of thing. So it's just it's it just gives um, Robert, I think, an opportunity to, to really kind of push lots of envelopes. And then she just appreciates obviously is very, you know, in tune to, you know, those the distance you can go in pushing an envelope for the show. So uh, it's just it's terrific. And they're the nicest people on planet Earth. So Well, yeah, I mean, you know, being married and working with your spouse is one thing. But being married, working with your spouse, creating TV shows, um, that's a whole other other animal. And uh, I'm glad they were able to make it work. And of course, uh, they did the, the good, the good fight, and the good wife. How did they find you? Um, they uh, were they started evil and um, had uh, they they're really good at working with people that they've worked with in the past. They like they liked they, you know they kind of create families of writers and actors too. Um, and uh, um, so I'd been admirers of theirs forever. I was a huge fan of the Good Good Wife. And so um, at that time, we both had we had mutual agents and uh, they were looking for someone to come in to be number two on the show um, to work under them that uh, uh, had some experience in Supernatural. And I'd done I've created a bunch of shows of sci fi and Supernatural things and, and that's and all that over the years. So, um, yeah, I met and talked to them about it. I loved the pilot script. When I saw the pilot, I, I fell in love with that. And um to me, the joy of the show, one of the many joys of the show, is the fact that we uh, do uh, look, look, you know, lift up the the rock and look under, you know, uh, yeah. the the world of of the evil and supernatural. But there's a terrific family component to it too, which oh, is yeah. um, so served by the other folks who are on the, on the panel with us tonight. It's just you just want to you would I don't know for me I would like I would just love to be in that family. I would love. To, I mean, it might drive me a little crazy at times. But it's just the Kristen, the mother, how she interacts with the kids. The kids are, you know, very much their own people. It's just um, it, it it just is a really fun, pleasant, 
interesting family show, um, in addition to being obviously something that uh, examines, uh, you know, the the, uh, the world of evil. Yeah, and again, you got Leland Townsend that's kind of orchestrating all of that, too. And you don't realize that uh, till later on in the, in the show, really. I mean, early on, it, it, it seemed very innocent. But I think as we as it went, especially into season three, uh, you really realized, wow, this guy seriously wants to just, you know, create chaos and evil. And that's Michael Emerson, the actor who's yeah, amazing. just, you know, just he just plays it so perfect because he just has as a character of Leland. He just is having so much fun doing bad things. And yeah, uh, it's just a joy to watch him. And of course, Susan Latte is on board as well on this, too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of adds more chaos to it. But let's bring the girls in. Uh, the Bouchard sisters, um, we all know them. We've got uh, three of the four here tonight Lila, Lexus, and Laura. I want to say I had Maddie Crocco, Dahlia Knapp, and Skylar Gray. And Maddie, I'll start with you. Number one, uh, great flossing with George. Thanks. (laughs) How how many takes was that, by the way? Oh, uh, it was, I I guess, we were just laughing, you know. (laughs) It's such a funny thing. And I think, actually, when we first started filming, I don't think he knew how to do it. Oh. So I, I had to go in and, you know, teach him, you know, how to do this dance. It's actually really easy when you get the hang of it. Sure. But when you watch someone else do it, you're like, oh, that's kind of hard. But he got it. He did such a good job. Skylar, Dahlia, do you guys floss as well? I can't. Okay, okay. Dahlia can't, no matter how hard we try to teach her. <laughs> it's sad. Like, they tried to teach me, like, the whole last season. I actually couldn't do it. And Rock sad. Rockney, do you floss? I probably not. I don't know. No. Okay. It was a really big thing during season one. We we would yeah. go around. We taught Christine Lottie. We taught oh, Katya. Yeah. You know, I think we were teaching Ossif. I don't. We would just go around. And it failed. I failed at it. There's something really something likable about George, though. The character George, is as <laughs> creepy and evil as he is, he's still very likable. I think it's because he's British. Is that what it is? <laughs> the, the actor that plays uh, George plays other roles in there as well. Your thoughts on uh, George Rockney? Uh, George, I think again we we dispatched George somewhere near the end of the first season, but we just all loved him so much that uh, you know we we had to bring him back. So I mean that's the great thing about. Uh, demons are, is that you know you may think that you've you've you know uh, dispatched them, but uh, they they can always come back because you never really know if they're actually there or if they're you know part of someone's imagination. So no, we're very very excited to you know to be able to have George back, and you know obviously we've added to the the um, rogues gallery of of demons over the years, getting more and more bizarre, and yeah. they're scary and and funny at the same time. We've introduced the character of the manager. Who uh, Cheryl Christine Lottie's character sure. works with, and he's just absolutely—he's—he's <laughs> he's just weird but funny and scary, you know, and a little and scary, obviously. Yeah, just uh, remarkable. So and and Maddie, how many eyes does he have? Oh God, he only has two. I don't know yeah. what you guys are talking about. Yes, perfect, good, perfect answer. Good, good answer. I think that's wonderful. I mean, that's just a uh, that uh, that whole that whole premise um, that only certain people see the the whole demon thing 
but uh, no, you uh, ha you have to be demonic if you see uh, five eyes, and I, m I must admit I see five eyes. So yeah, well, yeah, we all know. Probably most of our audience does too. So but Lexus does not, and I don't know what you guys are talking about. And again, yeah, Susan, you wouldn't. Susan is kind of perplexed, and Leland says that uh, she just needs more time. So again, it kind of all unfolds, and we'll see what happens in season four. Girls, glad to have you on here. It's amazing. You guys uh, all started season one. So tell us about uh, um, how you guys got the role in the audition process. And uh, let's start with Skylar. Skylar, um, you are the second of the middle child. Is that right? Yeah, I am the second oldest. So how did, how did they find you for the role? Because you've done a lot of stuff as well. Um, but uh, tell me about your, uh, your you finding evil. Well, since it was pre-pandemic, we were going in the room for auditions. Um, but the unique thing about this audition was that I auditioned with other people, other girls auditioning for the other characters. Now, it's in New York, and I live in Los Angeles, so yes. I did not think I had a chance because they'd probably hire someone local. But I went in the room, and there was a girl who was like seven, a girl who was like 10, and a girl who was 13. I was like 11 or nine or something. Okay. And... I was in that room and I was doing the lines and I was like, whatever. And the seven-year-old forgot all her lines. Oh. And the casting director was like, we're like, it's okay, sweetie. These are your lines. Just say this. And she's like really shy and small. And in the middle, she started crying. And I'm like, oh God, she just ruined my chances. There's no way I'm getting this now. They're all going to be focused on her and not me. And it's going to be harder. But I ended up getting the call back. And I went, it was a process, and I got the screen test, and I was up against this one other girl who I was actually friends with, so it made me, it made it harder. Um, but I got I got it after the screen test, and I was at the, I was at my parents' studio, and my sister walked into the office where I was, and she goes, Skylar, guess what? And I'm like, what? And she's like, you booked evil. And I screamed and ran throughout the whole studio. I did three laps, and I told everyone that I booked it. I texted all my friends. And that's just basically a story. That's wonderful. And Maddie, for you, this really was your first big uh, rodeo uh, when you auditioned for this, right? Yeah. So it was something where we just started out. It was my first ever pilot season. I've never booked anything uh, before. And, you know, I, I guess we, we were just starting out. So I was doing a lot of home auditions and okay. uh, self-tapes. And then it was my first my fourth in-person audition and I went in and then on the train ride home, I got a call back and I was like, Oh, because it was my first ever callback. Like I've, I've never had a callback before. So I was proud to just have a callback. And then, you know, after I know it, you know, I'm going in for screen tests and multiple callbacks. And then I'm at home with my tutor doing my homework. And my sister comes and get me from my tutor. And I was actually just telling my tutor about like my whole audition practice uh, process and everything like that. And my sister's on the, the FaceTime with my dad and my dad's at work. So I'm like, why is she on FaceTime with my dad? Like my dad's working. So I get a knock at the front door. So everybody follows me to the front door and I open it and my mom's holding her phone and there's balloons and she goes, Maddie, you booked it. And I was I was so happy. I didn't even know what to do, you know. It, it was just a magical experience. That's really all I could say. <laughs> That's the only way to explain it. So you're in New York. You're on Long Island. Dahlia's in New Jersey. Do you guys know each other ahead of time before the show? Uh, uh, we actually, we met each other in 
at the first audition. Okay. Yeah, we met each other. And, you know, I remember when I found out I got it, I was like, Mom, you know, you got to call Javi Dahlia's mom because I need to know if she got it. Because we, we became, like, really good friends. Sure. And then she got it. I was like, all right, perfect. And then we were talking when we we both left. We were like, and Molly, Maddie was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we both got it? And we were like sisters. And I was like, yeah, that'd be crazy. And then like, it happened. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's like the dream. I mean, to, to work, with, work with your peers. And you mentioned, Dahlia, your story is fantastic. And I want to talk about you as well. Because uh, you, 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 you found out about, season four in a very, very unique way. I don't want to talk about that. But Maddie mentioned her first go on, on the audition rocking and getting the role. I've had guests on here. I had a guest on not too long ago. Literally, they flew out from, I think, Texas or somewhere uh, to do the audition. And they were heading back to the airport, about to get on the plane, when her agent called her and said, by the way, you just booked the role. I know that, that, that happens. I mean, you know, it's, it, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does. And when it does, that's... That's fantastic. And I think what we have here um, between, um, you know, Maddie Crocco, Dahlia Knapp, Skylar Gray, and the eldest daughter on the show, Lynn, who is uh, Brooklyn uh, Shook, uh, it's it's a perfect casting chemistry-wise, and it all just kind of works. Yeah, no, it, it really does. And um, what's great is, uh, you know, it's, uh, starting in season two, we actually let the, got the daughters more involved with uh, some of the the uh, the cases like uh, Kristen took the girls along um, on the elevator game episode, that was great. which just worked out terrifically. So, and then um, Skylar, your character, Lila, right. Became a kind of zombie hunter, right. In one of the episodes of the friend from next door. So that worked incredibly well. So, um, yeah. So then we get into now season three and it's just, there's just organically much more involvement by the, the daughters messing with Leland, you know, in the whole Bumblebee Valley thing. That was great. Which is, to me, yeah, which is just so much fun that, you know, we're all, you know, the audience is at home watching going, oh, no, um, uh, you know, Alexis is is being lured into this, you know, by, you know, and then it's like, oh, no, it's Leland, and he thinks he's being smart. Just to, to me, it's a fabulous moment and defines characters so well and that sort of thing. And, and, then, and um, then all the girls gang up on him, which is great. I mean, you know, yeah, the and they just I... have fun doing it, which is great. And poor, you know, Leland. And then obviously in the latter episodes, um, you know, the the notion that uh, I don't know if that's shown yet. I maybe I won't say that. Okay, okay. I have to be careful yeah, because we're, we're, there's so much, so much awesome so, stuff coming so up. This episode nine episode is aired. Too. We have one more episode, and we can't season. say anything about yeah, it. It's, I know. it's terrible. It's real frustrating, but. Uh, Great stuff to come. I mean, you know, uh, Dahlia. So Dahlia, Dahlia auditioned as well, and again, you met Maddie at, on the audition. And we did you audition for the role um, for 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 that specific role? Yeah. Okay. So what did you think? Um. Well, I was kind of like, like I've never really auditioned for this type of like thing before. Like the day the day before, I also auditioned for um. A TV show and it was also a series regular so um it was like I was so prepared I was so ready because it's my first series regular audition I was like I'm I got this and then I went in and I completely like I kind of like forgot my lines and stuff like that so I was kind of worried for the next day but it went really well so it was great and also I felt really bad because it was everything was going so well and then a girl like the so my first audition the girl who played Lexus not Maddie but like a random girl um I felt really bad because she had like a show that she was like like an off-Broadway type of thing that she was in. And apparently she was, like, going to miss it, so she had to, like, leave in the middle. We had no Alexis. It's like, yeah, it's like, 
a lot. <laughs> so, Rocky, did Michelle and Robert have a say as far as uh, casting these these four girls? Uh, they have the ultimate say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, and they're also their shows are so impeccably impeccably cast. Um, but uh, if casting not one, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, family member, young family member, but four of them just ha- I, I had to be incredibly nerve wracking, and you just got to hope that you know that the chemistry works, you know, among all four, and that they're all, you know. Um, really good at what they're doing and so no just the very fact that we've got you know these four and they work so well together they really do come off as sisters which i think is you know not it it may seem easy on screen but it really isn't it's oh. it, it it really is a you know quite the acting challenge to kind of sell that in as quick as see you know it's kind of um prescribed scenes that that you know they're in um it's just really it's incredible when you dahlia when you saw the first scripts were you like oh my yeah, like I wasn't expecting to see like in the audition. I still have the script from the audition, and it's like, it's like it said, it was so weird. Like we all had like personalities that were like us. Like, like Skylar was an artist. Brooklyn was, uh, she was like um a I scientist think. or something. Yeah, Maddie was a musician. I was a, co- a co- comedian. It was like weird. And then like we all like evolved. I feel like so, like they were just like okay, bye with that. And then we just became regular people. Because the scripts, the writing on this rocking, and you've written episodes as well. Uh, yeah, this is not uh, <laughs> a, a network type of show. I mean, uh, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS. The fact that it's on uh, Paramount Plus certainly gives a little more license and a little more uh, leeway on that. Um, because the subject matter is is it's it's pretty pretty out there. Um, but everyone makes it work. And I think um, we, uh, Skylar and I talked the other day and Rockty, we, we, we had mentioned that no matter how crazy and nuts things are on that, on, on the show, as far as possessions and, and, and marks and things in the toilet and whatnot, um, everybody's kind of doesn't get really upset. And what was your, you had a great definition for it, Skylar. Organized chaos. That's it. Organized chaos. Rocky, excellent. You, yeah. Excellent. They don't, I mean, it, everybody says very. It, you would think people would be like just, just, just out of their mind, but um, everyone just kind of um, coexists and doesn't get excited about it. Yeah, and the, uh, I mean, it's it's great because the families, you know, they've been suffering through like with one bathroom and you know yeah. not enough bedrooms. So you know now there's a room addition, so that's going to be super <laughs> helpful. Except it's not, you know, it's, you know, it's not as you know uh, helpful as as one might hope. Um, you know. Bad things will come of it. I'm sure, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and stop down, guys, just one second. Uh, you're listening to Conversations Radio, episode number 129, with our guest, executive producer, Rock Neil Bannon, and the Bouchard daughters, Maddie Croco, Dahlia Knapp, and Skylar Gray. We are live to the world. I'm glad to see Rock is drinking water. That's important. I am. We all need to drink a little bit here, uh, you know, whatever your beverage might so, be. It's so hot. I'm, I'm in LA. It is. I'm, you know, and it's like it's... I'm sure it's hot. I know it's hot everywhere, but yeah, it's again, hot, um, hot in New Jersey. Yeah, very hot. Uh, hot on Long Island. Burning up here. And, I don't know how we're surviving. And just north of the San Fernando Valley, Skylar, it's hot, right? Very. Yeah, it's, it's super it's hot because we're so close to the sun. Yeah. So is that, is that what it is? <laughs> You're farther. We're up in the I like hills. that. 
It's a year to North. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The um the show is a hit. And again, we're talking about evil. It's on Paramount Plus. Uh, season three about to wrap up. And again, the fact that you guys pulled this off, Rockney, with COVID going on is uh, is a testament because uh, that uh, really uh, you guys uh, pulled it off. But certainly, it put a lot of productions on hold. You guys kind of just plowed right through. We did and we didn't. We um, uh, to much to their credit, uh, Robert Michelle, um, right uh, early in 2020, like April, I think. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they started the writers' room. We we did it on Zoom. Uh, obviously, didn't, didn't assemble together, but we did our writers' room. Um, everybody at home and did it over Zoom, and um, so we were able to start breaking stories. But all the things that all the other shows are going through, we were too. Which is, COVID was so uh, uh, you know widespread. Do we incorporate it into stories? What's what's it going to be like when the episodes finally air? All those sorts of questions were uh, you know something we had to face while we were breaking stories and, you know, uh, including when audiences want to, uh, you know, be watching stories about COVID, you know, um, hoping that it would be kind of winding down by the time this episode's aired. So we're struggling with that on a story level. And then on a, on a production level, it was also like, how do we produce episodes and have people together? So, um, you know, CBS came up with a, a set of guidelines uh, to protect all the, uh, the, the cast and crew on their shows. And then um, Robert and Michelle, with Michelle uh, taking point, uh, came up with additional levels of that because it was so important to them that everybody stay absolutely safe. So, you know, those early episodes, uh, we were pretty much on our sets. Uh, we had a story, uh, the first story we broke for season two, two or three, two, um, was um, uh, we, we broke a story that took place in the subway system, a haunted subway system, and we just threw the entire story out because we realized we couldn't go down. We would not be able to go out on, on, you know, take our trucks out and right. go out into public in any way. Um, and so, uh, you know, we kind of stayed inside our, on our sets for the first part of, you know, this, the, that season. Um, so yeah, it was tough, but it was really kind of, you know, uh, learn as you go. And, uh, we came through it just fine. Maddie, how crazy is that set every day? It looks, it looks very, very busy. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of people running around, you know, the PAs and stuff like that. I also have to come from Long Island going into Brooklyn, so I usually take the train, and, you know, that was definitely, uh, there was struggles with that, like, during COVID, you know, we didn't know if we could go on the train right away, you know, and now, like, nobody went on the train, so it was kind of nice, because you kind of have an empty train. But now everybody's getting on the train again. So I'm like, I have to, you know, move my backpack off my seat, you know, because people need to sit down. So, I mean, I'm glad everything's getting back to normal. But, I mean, set life is just the same, you know. Everybody's running around, you know. But, you know, and at the end of the day, it all works out. And we get a wonderful show. Your favorite uh, your favorite set on, on, on the soundstage? Which one do you like uh, best? I, I think the daughter's bedroom is just one of the best sets because I think it's like if you walk around or if you um, if you watch the show, just to see like the little stuff that we have, like we have like uh, trophies hanging or like all the like books that we read and stuff like that. Just like the the attention to detail that like the set designers, you know, uh, 
make and stuff like that is crazy. Like it's, and it, I'll be walking around the room and be like, Oh, I had that when I was a kid. <laughs> and even like, um, you know, the costume designers, you could see, um, sometimes you might see, you know, me and Dahlia wearing like the same clothes as of like hand-me-downs, which is like very, very smart because I have an older sister and I get like all of her clothes and I'm like, uh-huh. thank you. You know, I'll take them. It is very specific, and uh, the house there, and again, the sets are, are phenomenal. Um, what was the idea behind having a house underneath train tracks? Whose idea was that? Um, I, 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 I'm assuming it was Robert. It's his sort of thing. Uh, it, what's great about it is it just always gives us punctuation to scenes. It just makes the, you know, <laughs> you know uh, talk about uh, you know, the chaos of, of, of it all. Um, just you know, kind of lends an additional layer of chaos to it. Um, because I love trains, but I don't know if I'd want one that close to my house. <laughs> That'd be uh, very loud. I bet, yeah. yeah. And and Dolly, you, you you're the younger sister on here, so obviously um, you started season one and uh, season two. Now you're in season three. So do you feel that uh, your character is changing at all, getting a little, getting a little more mature, or or, or what? Um, she's definitely changing. I don't know about mature, but she's changing. It's it's, uh, she's it's getting uh, more involved and like like understands more, I guess. Okay. Kind of, yeah. And is is Ben really amazing? No, he's poop. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Called him out. Wow. You heard it here first. Here you go. The, uh, no, it's totally. Again, the characters. Uh, I like the way the whole the, the whole thing works. I love the way season three started with the coming back to life thing, and that was uh, that was uh, that was amazing, you know, because it was totally unexpected. I mean, you, you know, to have that kind of a almost like a, a a sci-fi kind of thing where you're in this big hangar and and you're you know mm-hmm. being put out and coming back. Um, it was um, uh, it, it was it was incredible. I'm like, wow, this is great writing, you know. The uh, how thick are the scripts, girls? I would say we. I mean, I don't really see the scripts anymore because I'm always, you know, uh, either reading them from my MacBook or my phone. Right. And, so I'm straight yeah. off the email. Yeah, which is actually kind of good. Like yeah, it's good for the environment too because I mean, when we did get them in paper, they were uh, they were fast, thick. They were <laughs> fast, you know. And again, memorizing all that stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. The talking over each other. I love this. All of our fish died. Make it a cat now. Make sure it's we'll nine lives. Nine lives. <laughs> um, and you guys, episode it is, of course. Um, when you guys first started doing that, did you guys just start busting up? Yeah. I don't think it was that hard for us. I mean, even. I think what the viewers don't see, and I think is such a good detail, on the script, it has daughters, and then it just has ideas for us. Like, it just has right. a couple ideas, or just, like, basic guidelines of yeah, like they want to say. Yeah, like, it'll say, like, two things that go with the story, and then, like, two other things that have, like, nothing at all to do with life. Like, we could be talking about demons, and then someone will be like, oh, yeah, I want chocolate. Like, it doesn't have to do with anything. It just makes sense for the Bouchard girls. It just, like, clicks, you know? Yeah, it's essentially... And, then, like, or right. and there's always, like, fighting. 
no matter what it is, there's always fighting in it and stuff like there's, that. Yeah. I love fighting. It's so fun. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, hold, hold, hold on. You, you, wait, wait, hold on. Hold the phone. You love fighting. Please explain. <laughs> yeah. Fighting like, like, no. like, she'll say, I want to talk. And I'll be like, no, I get it first. And it's like, it just goes back and forth. And, then it's like, and again, Rockney, cool. I've got to think Robert and Michelle on this as well. Oh, absolutely. Writing, writing a little bit with the, uh, the, for the daughters is like the fun, most easy thing to do because it really doesn't, you know, we, it doesn't have to, all of it doesn't have to make sense. Right. And as they said, it's like, you know, you only put a few lines in and you just know that they're going to make it better. You know, they're going to come up with something and surprises and, t and tickle us, which, which, you know, they kind of always do. Um, I loved, uh, in, uh, Laura, when um, or Dahlia, when uh, 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 Kristen is introducing all of you, and you like say the um, she's giving each of the names, and then you say, "I forget yeah. it starts with an M," but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just it's like it's it's great yeah. stuff. I love that stuff. The um the story the story what I like about the stories of Rockney is again, um, the premise kind of stays the same. There are different things that get injected as far as in the story and different you know elements as far as the, the as far as the assessments and things um mm -hmm. the last one with um with uh the people that are buying the stock and then when they bought the stock someone would follow them i thought that was just was brilliant um and um it, i think uh kristen's um uh, idea as far as uh you know giving it to somebody else <laughs> to africa no that was a lot of fun that, yeah. that was a great deal of fun so um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the joys of the show too, is that, you know, the, uh, just the premise of the show is to examine, you know, evil as, you know, as, as it exists in our, our modern day world and in, you know, where, where does it exist and what, in what corners and, you know, these places, these areas that are, um, you know, that touch all of our lives or, you know, or can touch our lives, um, things like TikTok and, 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 um, cryptocurrency now and those sorts of things that, are kind of ill-defined yeah. so far, you know, is um, uh, something that's great. It's great to, you know, to be able to, to touch on in the series and examine it. I've got, a, I've got, okay. I've got a question for, 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 for all three girls. Okay. Right. Um, just what's your opinion? Okay. So Leland Townsend, right. Do you really think he's a demon or do you think he's just like a really, really evil man? I'm just curious. That's a tricky question. I, I have to say, I think Michael Emerson is such a good actor to the point where he, like, scares me. <laughs> I We we will be... Uh, in one of the episodes, there's the picture of Leland, you know, um, like, holding my shoulder or something when he sees me at school. I remember it was, it was uh, right after Thanksgiving. And he goes up to me. He's like, how was your Thanksgiving? But... He does, he has that creepy voice and that yeah. like creepy stare. And I'm like, oh yeah, it was really good. But he's just, and he's just, he's such a nice guy. But I have to say, he's so creepy. And it's hard having scenes with him because I'm like, honestly, very terrified of him. But as far as him being evil or not, I mean, maybe he's just a lonely guy. Like maybe he just wants some friends. Like, that could, that's okay. Yeah. Skylar, what do you think? Definitely he does. He's on that constantly changes like i'll think like oh yeah this guy's possessed he's a demon there's no way he's not but then the other the other like half i'll be like no this guy's showing signs like he's a sociopath he's a psychopath he's not 
a demon because there's a psychological psychological explanation and all have these two different perspectives just like Kristen to be honest and it's hard to distinguish between the two because they're super similar in so many ways that's great yeah like he's not like normal that's <laughs> totally. yeah like he's yeah like he's like off you know so like I don't think he's a demon because that's he doesn't like what am I holding about like he doesn't like what is it called like you know, like the meaning of demon. He's not that, but he is like psycho. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of yeah. orchestrating people, and it's like he's, he's like with, with uh, like with Kurt, and he's kind of like a killer. That too. Yeah. Well, again, episode nine, you'll see that. But yeah, um, Kurt, Kurt, the psychiatrist, uh, he's kind of sucked in now, and 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 it's like he, it's like yeah, yeah. it's like Leland finds Going people insane. and kind of recruits them into the, the fold there, and then uh, before you know it, you know. It's organized chaos, like uh, Skylar said. Yeah, everyone's going insane. Yeah, <laughs> I, <not> think, <laughs> I think Chris, like something about Kristen is, I think she could figure out what's wrong with Leland, but Lena, Leland is like so like kind of like attached. Well, no, no, like he's always coming after us. Yeah. But the thing is with Leland, Leland does not want to touch Kristen. He doesn't care. Yeah. He wants to hurt the people around. Like, he wants to hurt the people she loves because, you know, he knows that's what's going to hurt her the most. If he hurts me, if he hurts Andy, you know, that's what's going to really hurt Kristen. Yeah. And the the Andy story, by the way, um, when when the episodes that showed, you know, Kristen calling him on Skype or what have you. And it was always it was he was always the same response, and he was always breaking up. I kind of knew, I, I basically, hey, it's it's Leland's doing that, so I kind of figured that right. out. I feel like I would know because he's in the exact same spot, right? In like, just I understand he's like in this cold, whatever this is, but like, does he not bring change of clothes? Yeah, that's the only thing. That's a good one. Yeah, he's good same point. clothes good point. for four months and is in the same spot. Does it move the same? To- like, yeah. I think we should get Dahlia in the writers' room. There you go. Yeah, Rockney will pitch uh, Dahlia to. Yeah, right. you want to switch jobs? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could take your job. <laughs> it sounds like you'd definitely take my job. Yeah, I'd like to see Rockney on the show. I think Rockney would be good on it. something for you, you know? I don't know. Yeah, we look alike. Right. <laughs> 100%. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Amazing. And again, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Lila not wanting to hurt Krista, Kristen. And, you know, at the beginning, it's like, you're like, come on, guys, just bury the hatchet and get along. But you know what? It can't. It can't be. Can't. Because she sees right through him and she knows what he's capable of. And he will mess up anything that he can to get his way. Uh, and uh, you saw that with, uh, with uh, Sister Andrea. Let's talk about her as well. She's kind of uh, uh, been a big friend to uh, David uh, and uh, kind of helps him try to, you know, find his center. But, uh, you know, she's tried, he's tried to get to her too. And uh, he's been unsuccessful so far. And of course, episode nine, well, we all saw what happened there. Um, I'm glad that Grace is, um, Grace is back, but uh, certainly she's come back to uh, a a whole different, uh, you know, story, uh, so to speak, as far as the characters. 
Yes, uh, actually, when I was watching that scene, I knew it was coming because um, I, I read a little bit of the script, but I actually tried not to read as much so I could be uh, surprised with the storyline. And I knew it was coming, so I decided to record uh, my reaction to everything that's going on. And I see Leland, and I, I kid you not, I, I said to myself, I, I said it out loud in the recording, I was like, can you go away? No one wants you here. Uh, which, is, which just shows, you know, how good of an actor Michael Emerson is. He's right, yeah. insane. You know, and even all the adults, you know, I mean, me and the girls, I don't know how they do it. Me and the girls are crazy. You know, I don't know how they keep their focus. Also, with that whole blink, uh, winking episode with um, Ian and Mike Coulter winking at each other, I'm surprised that we did not break character because it. We are goofballs. Me and Mike Coulter are goofballs. You know, we just, I mean, we'll, like, pretend fight. Like, I'll say, like, when's the next Luke Cage movie coming out? You know, I haven't seen any upcoming attractions to oh, that. Wow. We just, we, we, we just, like, love to, like, mess with each other. Uh, even I was out, you know, uh, Katya was in town, and I recorded a video of Katya driving around the city. And uh, Mike says, are you guys okay? She's a horrible driver. Did you guys cross the car yet? <laughs> he, he, I, I can't. He's like the funniest person I've ever met. Rock, have you had a chance to go? Because you're, you're, really, you're really behind the scenes. Have you had a chance to go on set and watch these guys film? I haven't. Uh, I, I, the last couple of years we've done the writer's room on Zoom. So I've been I stayed in L.A. Uh, safely ensconced here. So I'm hoping... Uh, that uh, this coming year um, uh, I'll get a chance to you know return to Brooklyn for a while and yeah. and hang out with with everybody because um, I you know I miss that a great deal um, yeah um, are there dailies yeah are there dailies uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah oh absolutely I'm, it's it's all online but yeah yeah that's great also I feel like I want to read the script to like know what's going on because I don't want to know like say something and not know what I'm talking about but I also want to be surprised like. My mom always reads the script so she knows what's, like, happening and stuff like that. I always say, like, my family, like, you can't read it or whatever. And then I'm, like, I, I barely even read it myself. Just, like, the parts, like, like a few scenes before what I'm in so I know what's happening. And then, like, for, like, the part where we found out that um, Andy was, like, kidnapped, I didn't even know about that until I was, like, what? And I was also, like, 12. So I thought I was imagining things because I was right behind since I was in camp. I was, like, what? I was so confused. And I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, I think for I, th for, I think for context for context, mm -hmm. though, um, you guys need to know what the story's about. I would think, and instead of just getting yeah. getting thrown into a scene, and then you know, my, my... what happens with me is uh, I try I really try not to read the script because I'm like I love to see it when it's put all together, and then also I could be shocked and stuff like that. So, but I I still have to get a general understanding. Sure. Of, you know everything that's going on so I'll be like give me the rundown mom because my mom she's my she's... manager doesn't even read the scripts because I <laughs> this stuff was so addicting she's like I can't know so then ev after every episode she'll be like okay so I just watch the episode she she watches them on Monday okay. because she can't watch them on Sunday because it's like late at night right so you know it's it and that's just it shows how addicting the show is so right. it's very like I like I, I want to know what's next. But you mentioned not re reading the scripts and knowing the story because you want to see how it unfolds. But 
as you know, and Rock, you know, for the years you've been doing stuff, it's never shot in order. It's, you just, you're totally, you know, doing things, you know, what, what, as is convenient for the for the for the time. Yeah, within the, within the individual episode, yeah, things are always always shot, uh, you know, out of order, um, and uh, not uh, avoiding all spoilers. But what's great about the daughters, you know, like I say, in this season, is they're becoming more uh, proactive and 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 uh, you know more active in in the stories themselves. And um, uh, as we mentioned, with uh, uh, kind of going after Leland in, in uh, Bumblebee Valley, um, and also. Um, uh, there's, uh, something in episode 10 coming up, uh, for fans of the show, are, it's, there's a, it's a huge game changers, you know, coming up in yeah. this episode. And I think that, um, uh, you know, Kristen's going to need her daughters more sure. next season. Um, she's going to need to rally absolutely everybody to, um, uh, to, you know, really start to, to fight back. So, um, I'm looking forward to a lot of really good uh, daughter stuff next and, week. And when season yeah. two, when season two ended, and again the, the daffodil thing, that was uh, you know I had no idea. And then I guess the daffodil thing kind of led into the uh, into the into the the, the bumblebee bumblebee valley, mm-hmm. right? Kind of was that kind of like the precursor for that, the the, the video game. Yeah, that's how she found it. She yeah. looked up daffodil. I still I had to save it. I still have um, the note that says daffodil on it. Um, because it's it's such a good like, I guess it's kind of like it's a secret word, you know. And I think that's also something about Lexus, you know. She might not look it, but she is literally watching and listening to everything. Oh yeah. She always knows what's going on, you know. She is such an observer, like, and she doesn't she doesn't say anything. Yeah. She she just like kind of like she knows what's gonna happen, but she lets it ride out to see like how it will happen. But she already knows what's happening. What happened with um with uh? I know we're running a little late here. What what happened to Lexus's fangs? Whatever became of that, I forgot now. It just kind of see that's 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 what I like, Rockney. It's the fact that the story stays the same, but there are twists and turns, and it's like it's like it's like okay, let's put this on hold. And let's go. Let's do this now. Let's cover this. And then you only not only to maybe return to that those specific moments later on. Um, yeah, we always we tend to always circle back, which I think is really good. But it also, um, you know, I think we live in an era, and I'm a the poster child for people with short attention spans. <laughs> and it's like I just like things that keep you know let's keep moving along. I don't need you to satisfy that entire thing. I think uh, uh, there the didn't the dentist say that she was gonna um, you know kind of can file them down or whatever, all that stuff. And then you bit her finger off and, you know, so I don't know what happened after yeah. that, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that's also something, you know, for I think the viewers to decide because, you know, does Lexus really have things? But also Kristen was taking medication that made her, you know, go cuckoo crazy. So it's really how you decide and like how you want to take the story. Right. But I think that's the beauty of evil. You really don't know is this actually happening or is Kristen kind of going insane? You know, we don't we we don't know. It's okay. probably both. Let me ask a question uh, to each yeah. three girls, and then I'll let Rockney you know uh, uh, comment as well. I'll start with Dahlia. Dahlia, uh, from yeah. season one to up till now, not including episode ten. What was your favorite episode that you did? Um, probably either episode two in season one 
or episode five in season two. So was that the, the elevator? Was it the elevator? Okay. I love the elevator Also, um, um, it's just like it was fun because it was like a game. Also, if you need any writing advice, I got I got you. She's in that red room. Oh. Yeah. She's gunning, she's gunning for your job, Rockney. I'm telling you right now. She's a, yeah. she's gonna, a replacement. We're going to see Dahlia Go Knapp. For it. In there. Go yeah, for yeah. it. It's, uh, we need new blood. So. You don't see me on the show. You know why. On the toilet. Skylar, you're the artistic one in the uh, in the show. What was your favorite episode and scene? I'm going to be like really cliche, and I'm going to say Z is for zombies. Season wow. two. Yeah, totally. I had to because it is a great episode. I guess oh I love that episode. Um, and yeah. you know, I was in it the most, and it was super fun to shoot. And it had so many like, I loved the set for the like the shop where we made the potion thingy. I thought it was beautiful. I was obsessing over everything. Like when we cut, I went over to the wall where all the stuff and herbs was, and I grabbed the mortar and pestle and I scooped things in and I just ground them up ah. and put them anywhere. And it was so fun and time consuming. And I loved it there and working on it was so great. Maddie, favorite episode and scene? All right. I'm going to give you my top three favorite episodes. Okay, because three, okay. I cannot decide. All right. All right. So I guess I'll start from like um, earliest to latest. I have to say I loved uh what was it? I think it was two ten, which was the body positivity episode. And I think I have to pick that one because it's like it's such a good message because you know, as the viewers may think, like, oh my goodness, this girl has a lizard tail. I think it was just part of Lexus's imagination. You know, she was thinking, you know, that she has this ugly lizard tail, but at the end of the story, we really see that, you know, it's kind of cute. Like, it's her friend. Right. So, and that's that's a really good message. Instead of, like, her not liking, you know, her nose or her arms or anything, they decided, you know, to put this, uh, like, cute little friendly lizard tail. And she has to, <laughs> you know, decide on her own that, like, every single body is beautiful, including hers. So, I think... That is one of my favorites. And then I'm going to have to say, I think it was 307. And that was the winking episode. Um, Number one, because I'm very happy about how creepy I was. uh, Because (laughs) I think a wink is like a funny, you know, like kind of like flirty thing. So for me to turn it into like a creepy thing, I was like, all right, you know, she's doing it. Also, that everybody was in that scene, you know, Christine Lottie, you know, Asif, Mike. I think that was like the first um, full scene that like everybody had with Mike. So it was definitely a, a super fun day to film that. Uh, also, like the tension in the room and how funny it was, you know, that was really good. And then I have to say, Throw Eight with the manager, um, it was not that hard to act like, you know, there's a normal person standing in front of you because at the end of the day, Marty's just Marty to me, right. you know, because, you know, most people like would come up and ask me like, isn't it so creepy, you know, with all these like demons going around? No, they're just normal people. Like 
I I think I have like a video uh, from season one of Marty. You know, uh, before COVID, we had this uh, crafty. It was like this buffet, and he's in George. Like he is George. He's going <laughs> around. He's picking picking chips and grapes up. It's like it's the weirdest thing ever because he's just such a normal person. He's he's a funny guy. He he like I think uh, one day he was like riding his bike to set. Uh, he is, oh, wow. he is like so free spirited. You know. Such a nice guy. Okay, my my favorite episodes. I guess I've got two actually. Um, the Halloween episode, phenomenal. Ah, love that one. Yeah, and that laugh when she's when she's oh. walking. My God, that was like just diabolical. And then she came back later and actually did a the actual actual in their episode where she was actually possessed. Um, mm-hmm. That's her real laugh. Yeah, that that's, was amazing. That's her real Matilda laugh. Yeah, I have like, a special place in my heart for that episode because I remember I had all those cats pinned on me and my hair up in roller and the stupid glasses and that stupid makeup. And I went up to everyone on set that I could find and they all named one of my cats. Really? Oh, I have a special place because I got buried. Oh, that's right. You, that's, you were the one in the, yeah. Scary. Yeah. Scary. So I'm late. I've been buried. Like I could tell someone like, oh, hey, I've been buried. Like if you die, like hope not. Um, you can you can't tell someone that you've been buried. Remember, remember. Yeah, you, like, I, I can. I remember right. you being very, very shaken up from that. I'm mean, on that episode. You were a little upset, <laughs> for sure. I love the costumes. You know, oh, they yeah. been, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they were so uh, like funky. I was a watercolor paint palette. I don't even know how they came <laughs> up with that, but it just fit Lexus. Also, yeah. Also. I felt bad because everyone was like so like everyone was crying and like everyone was so sad and I was like, when did I get to jump in? Like I I, I was eight, so it was like it was like this is my moment to shine. It was really interesting. Yeah, I remember I was over at the side, like behind the cameras at the cemetery, and my mom was making me cry because I had to for that scene. Ah. And I started bawling, and everyone came up. They're like, "Oh my god." Mother, are you okay? Are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I went over there and I sobbed my eyes out, and it was a great take. Yeah, that was a great episode. Uh, Rockney, um, you know, you're in this too. Do you have a favorite moment from the show that really kind of uh, you kind of embraced? Um, I, I, I'm gonna sound, you know, you always authors are always asked, What's your favorite book? It's the one that just came out, right? <laughs> um, this 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 uh this week's episode episode um 310 okay to me has some just fantastic uh, moments in it and again it, it, the way the season ends this year is just r- remarkable so um fans i you know uh, i think will absolutely adore it and be really angry that they can't watch the next episode the following week yeah um but uh yeah i would i would um I would say it's, this is perhaps you know the one that I'm really anxious for people to see. My question is this: when you're when you're when you're down to the wire and it's and it's the, it's the season finale, are you writing those episodes with the anticipation to make, that the show may get renewed? Um, uh, not really. It's uh, it's certainly my experience on other shows of my own, and then now this one. It's like you just want to come up with the greatest, the kind of like you know cliffhanger possible that's germane to kind of what's gone on through the season. And then um, it's, you know, it's future selves problem is the way I put it. It's like, you know, uh, when it's, when it's time to start the writer's room for next season, 
you know, we'll, we'll hate, our, hate the, our past selves who put us in this position, but it allows you to really come up with, it, it really challenges your, your, you know, your creativity and you have to come up with something that's really kind of unique and good. And plus the very fact that we didn't have a, 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 a way out in mind means that um, it's wasn't it's it's not guessable because we didn't come up with it ourselves. So yeah, here I sit now um, with the writers' room for season four starting uh, in a few weeks. That uh, yeah, we'll, we'll all as we writers will be facing exactly that, which is you know how do we how do we get our characters out of this? Um, but it's fun and it's great. That's the great thing about the writers' room is you've got you know um, you know eight nine other minds in there, um, you know. Uh, Trying to trying to solve the problems. Well, so far you guys have just uh, hit a home run, and have always delivered. And uh, season one, two, and three wrapping up. Uh, I'm sure season four is going to be amazing. I know it will be amazing because uh, again, you got a perfect cast, you got a perfect crew, you got four really talented uh, sisters here on the show, and uh, when you put it all together, it um, it uh, it works. It just works. And I hope you guys get take care of that plumbing problem. As well in the house. I don't know. That is. It's not going to be easy. It's not yeah. an easy one. And Mike, I just want to say you, you're obviously a, a tremendous uh, supporter of the show and a you know a big fan. You're always you know you're always texting me the next day and talking to me about you know what went on in the episode and stuff like that. So thank you for your support. You've oh, been yeah. fantastic. And girls, Rocky and I have been friends for God. It's got to be 12, 13 years now. It's been it's been quite a while. But Rocky and I met. Uh, I was working in local radio, and every morning you were in. You were at It's a Grind, and you were you were writing scripts, and I had no idea, you know. At a coffee place, yeah. And uh, yeah. and we, many uh, great conversations we had about uh, about about what you've done, uh, your early beginnings, as well as your family. You've got uh, two wonderful kids, uh, and uh, still here in Southern California, which is uh, which is phenomenal. But now you're yeah. but now you're from, race, now yeah. you're not you're not close to the winery anymore. It's not gonna be a <laughs> that's true the winery. exactly but again it's been a friendship it's been uh it's been amazing you've been been there through thick and thin um it was one of my one of my first episodes one of my first episodes well yeah it is episodic kind of when i first um ran into you again um i had just got the all clear for being cancer free and um that really meant so much to me um because um that's great yeah you're 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 amazing and the things you've Thank done. Thank you. You're the man. I mean, yeah, well, I appreciate that. Girls, um, I want to ask you one more thing. Um, no more masks. Are you guys getting spotted out in public? I, I I don't, you know, get spotted out in public. I also think it's the places I'm going. You know, I'm either, you know, at cheer, doing uh, cheer practice, or, you know, out in the mall. And I I haven't been recognized yet. But I feel like that's kind of a good thing. You know, so I don't have to worry about you know what right. I'm wearing and who's seeing me. So it's kind of got it's kind of good that we get some privacy and like gotta kind of get to live a little bit. Right. I was so one time in season one, I was in New York. Okay, so this was, this was I have two actually. So um, I was walking <laughs> I was walking to the van to go to Evil, and these like group. Okay, first of all, teenage groups like scare me. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh, they scare me. Anyway. Um, um, so I was walking and they were like, husband, like oh my gosh, she's an evil. Like, I was like, hi, you know, like, yeah. And then a second time, this was really recent, actually. This was June 28th. I actually know because it was the day before I left from camp. And, um, um, and like my mom surprised me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's in the middle of something here. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and, um, 
so I was at the beach, and me, my brother, my sister, and my mom, we were all getting ice cream. Um, and then my mom and my sister went to the bathroom for me. My brother was just, like, hanging out. And then my mom came back. And then this family came inside. It was a mom, a dad, a brother, and a sister. Cute, whatever. And then um, um, this husband, like, they were, like, staring at me. And I was like, oh, shoot, did I do something wrong? Um, like, what did I do? Did I pee my pants or something? And then they were, like, staring at me. And I was like, um. And then and then they were, like, the, dad, the husband was like, are you an evil? I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, my gosh, my wife knew that you were an evil, but she was too afraid to say. I was like, oh, don't be afraid. Like, that's so sweet. Um, Yeah, whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, the show's so great. I hope you guys get to do season four. He was, like, talking about it for, like, 20 minutes. And then the kids were like, oh, hi. And I was like, oh, that's that's so sweet. Oh, like, you're so nice. Um, hope to see you soon. And then I ran into them at the beach later, and they were like, oh, that's the girl from Evil. I was like, hi. <laughs> And Skylar Gray, um, Skylar Gray, uh, you know everybody, so obviously you got recognized. Um, I have been, but I've never been walked up to. I went to this carnival festival thing called Horror Palooza, right? Yeah. And I was out there, and, you know, our show is horror. So I was walking by, and a lot of people were looking at me and whispering, and they were pointing at me. They were looking things up, and my dad walked close to them, and they were talking about how I was on evil. And especially with my website, my nonprofit, it's drawing attention and everything. And um, a lot of people have been recognizing me, either online, in public, but no one's walked up to me yet. I want to, I want to talk about your charity before we go as well, but Rocky, good point. I think um, as far as getting recognized, this really isn't a, really not a family-friendly kind of show. If you've got <laughs> six-year-old kids, really not sitting in front of you watching Evil. So I think um, if you if you get recognized, I think I think adults are going to approach you. Probably, I would I would think. I mean, I mean, some kids, you know, I'm going into high school, so yeah. Uh, I some kids, you know, keep up with it. You know, um, you know, my friends really don't care, but yeah. if they say anything, they'll just be like, oh, are you still filming evil? I'll be like, uh, like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. on hiatus now. Because, you know, they really ask questions when they just see that I'm gone for a week. And they're like, oh. Daddy, like, where have you been? Like, did you die? And I'm like, <laughs> nah, I was just feeling evil. You know, I guess it was um, during COVID, you know, when we were filming, it was actually way easier because I could just join the zoom or google oh, sure. meet you know in the middle of class which was really nice but then i mean that's really when they knew and then after when they stopped doing all that stuff uh some of the teachers don't even know where i am and just think i'm sick and i was like <laughs> no I, I i i don't really talk about it that much like my like in the beginning of the school year i i don't talk about it because like I mean, I don't want to go up to my teachers and be like, hey, I'm on this show. You should really watch it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going into high school. I feel like my teachers would be like, uh, okay, you know. So what happened last year was my my it was like the day before like the first day we started filming and they're like, Oh yeah, she's on a show, she's not gonna be here. And they're like, What? Yeah, she's never said anything before. I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't talk about it. I, I yeah. don't know. What do you, well, do you want me to say something? Like, I don't be, know. You should, be, you should be very, very proud. And again, uh, there are going to be times where you're on that subway, they're going to recognize you. And uh, mm-hmm. and I know you're very, very yeah, cordial. Yeah, one time, um, I was like, I was in school. And like, like my, my close friends know. And people like, I don't talk about it that much in school, but people, like, people do. So there was like, um, like, there was like, 
um, what's it called? So there was a new, there were some new girls this year, and one, and two of them were in my class. So they came up to me and was like, "Where have you been? Like, have you been hibernating?" I was like, "I was like, I, I was in a show. I'm in a show." And they're like, "Oh, you're funny." And I like, they don't like people don't believe you until they yeah. look you up. Like, I was at my <laughs> friend's house one time. She didn't believe me. So like five hours later, she left me up, texted me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're an actress." That's so cool. I was like, "Yeah." It's so, like people don't believe. So it's like it's hard to get the detail. So I'm just like, oh, I was just sick. Like, I don't say much bad. Yeah, the situation's definitely different for me since I am in California and not New right. York. So I'll usually go right out and tell my teachers that, you know, hey, I'm going to be at New in New York for weeks at a time. I want to know if we can figure something out. But I won't go ahead and tell people like that I know, especially since this year I went to a new school. I know nobody, and it's been terrible for me. Like... It's crazy. I haven't met anyone. I'm not necessarily a social person when it comes to random strangers. Um, I am awkward and shy. Sure. So I won't talk to anyone um, unless they talk to me. And, you know, teachers have these weird get to know you activities. And <laughs> everyone's still already friends. And I like to say that I'm on a show because it sounds braggy always. I used to love to talk about it. Like, I used to be pretty self-centered. Um, that was when I knew a lot of people. And that was when I had sure. close friends that went to my school. But um, now that I don't know anyone, I've learned that, like, you've, why would I tell someone? You've done a lot. Though. You've been, I, mean, I mean, Evo, again, a huge deal for you, but you've done stuff, other other projects as well. So you've got your feet wet in, in many different kinds of, of productions. And again, shout out to Chanel Gray Studios, which is uh, a phenomenal Fundamental acting school here in Southern California, uh, in the center of the San Juan Valley, the real deal. These guys, are, your mom is, uh, is is amazing. Also, David Gray Studios. David Gray Studios as well. Yeah. So again, look those guys up. If, if again, this is a, a real deal. There are so many. Um, you got to be careful in LA, uh, but uh, I I know that you guys have a, a good thing going on, and I know you you also you help you help your mom out at the school as well. I know that. Yeah, I help both my parents out at the school, and I'll take classes once in a while. That's great. Hey, we got to wind down, guys. We went over, and uh, and Rockney's going to start nodding off pretty soon. But before we go, <laughs> and I'm on the West Coast too. Exactly. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about um, um, your uh, charity, Skyler. Uh, you got a, a, a charity you're, you're, you've created. Tell us about. Yeah, that. I created with my sister and my mother a nonprofit organization called Cami Youth. CAMI stands for Kids Against Mental Illness. You can check it out at camiyouth.com, K-A-M-I. Um, since my sister Parker and I were both diagnosed with mental illnesses at young ages, we decided that we need to advocate and speak out for young kids that don't know how to handle them. My sister has ADHD and I was diagnosed with depression and social anxiety and generalized anxiety disorder, along with a plethora more that I don't really want to talk about. Sure. And, um, it's been hard, but we've learned how to manage them, and we've had wonderful help from our parents and from people that we talk to. So we just wanted to start this organization to help bring awareness and know that it's not abnormal for a teenager, especially middle schoolers, to go through things like this because it's such an overwhelming time of their life where everything, everything and everyone's changing, and it's hard. So we just wanted to let everyone know that they're not alone. And that's just wonderful. It's your, it's your mission, and, and uh, it's so... It is. That's that's. I'm I'm getting emotional. That's fantastic. That you're able to share 
and turn it into a positive. And again, it, it reminds Rockney as well. And, and you know, Rockney, you're a parent, and uh, I'm, I've got no mm-hmm. kids. Way it worked out. I had a cat, but 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 besides that, seriously, um, it's it's important for everyone to look for those warning signs when things don't seem seem right. And because uh, a lot of times, when I, people... sorry, can I say something really quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, also, from before, what we were saying um, about like talking about it. Also, in camp, like I made, a, I knew I was going to make like a lot of new friends and meet new people and stuff like that. But I also wanted to make sure nobody, like the new people who I was going to meet, didn't know about acting at first, because like I want to make sure they were real, like and that, like just so that like they didn't know about it, just thought I was like normal. And then like after a while, they find out. Like I don't like when I meet people and they're like, "Oh, you're the actress." Like I met someone in camp and it was really annoying because like she knew about it. Um, and whenever I would like talk to her or like put my arm around her or like like oh my god you're so funny like she'll be like oh my gosh an actor a famous actress has put her arm around me like okay it's 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 your job you guys are working actors you know Uh, you guys you know we all put our pants on the same way and again um Mm -hmm. you know we we've we've all got a job and uh it's great what you guys are doing uh good point dahlia knowing who your friends are as well as you know same people saying you know I mean, you know, hey, I'm right. here to, I'm here to have fun. I'm not acting right now. I'm at, I'm at work. That's at the office. Yeah, yeah, I just say at work. Yeah, I think it's one of the hardest right. things that teachers actually have to understand too. I've had very bad teachers. You know, I go to a public school in Long Island. The you don't see this every day. You know, you don't see a a girl. You know, going into the city to film a, a TV yeah. show. So I think that's one of the hardest things because it's like this is not an extracurricular activity where I'm like going to play soccer like. No, this is like, this is a job, you know, I have to, you know, present myself, you know, and I think that's one of the things I don't understand, you know, I've had some rough teachers, but hopefully that gets better, uh, because I'm going into high school. What's good about my teachers is that some of them understand really well, because some of them have actually had my sister, it's like my sister's also an actress, so she she told them, and so they know that I am too. Your sister was an, your sister was an Annie, Mm -hmm. the TV, the TV version, which was phenomenal. What a wonderful okay. opportunity! You guys are you guys are an acting family. Um, I know we got we got to run, but Maddie, are you still making jewelry? Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you know, uh, I I literally I forgot that I totally did that. Um, you know, I I think ever since you know I you know I'm I'm growing up, I'm going into high school. You know, I have my older sister. I've definitely found different hobbies. You know, okay. I. You guys can't see, but I have my, sorry, it's the wrong way. I have my guitar in the background, you know, so I definitely, I think that's definitely one of the dreams that I definitely want to pursue is writing music and like pursuing that. Also modeling I've been getting into, uh, I definitely like very like high fashion, you know, cool makeup, you know, I love just like kind of being a girly girl and you know doing all this like i love to dress up and all that stuff well so that's i mean i totally forgot i did jewelry for (laughs) fashion for fashion you're in the right spot for sure uh new york is the place um this has been amazing matt um dahlia before we go again so many stories here tell everyone how you found out that the show got renewed for season four um so so i was in camp it was visiting day and my mom came and it was really sweet. And 
I didn't know. Well, like, I kind of found out, like, a little before, but completely forgot. Um, but I haven't seen my sister in a year because she was doing something in Israel for school. Okay. Um, and she came on visiting day, like, surprise. And, um, like, so I was talking to my friends. Um, I saw my mom's car arrive, so I was like, oh, my mom's coming. I just started talking to my friends, whatever, having such a fun time. And my sister tapped my shoulder, and I turned around and saw her. I was, like, hugging her, crying, all that. My mom was videoing. And then my sister gave my mom the camera, so I was like, okay, something's happening. Because, like, you know, like, if my mom starts, like, taking out the camera, starts videoing, you just, like, no, something happened. Um, and she started videoing, and then she goes like this. And I'm confused, so I look down, and her nails say Evil Season 4, and I was like, <laughs> what? Like, she got her nails to say that. Like, just the commitment. Like, she had to have those nails say Season 4 Evil for two weeks. I think that's, 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 that's moment wonderful. Right there. Yeah, that, <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm in that family, Rockney. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's terrific. It's- and and in all all your families and as as it should be your 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 folks um and siblings are very supportive of what you guys do. What a wonderful hour! <laughs> I went over just a little bit. Um, let's uh, go in and, uh, and and start winding down here. Uh, Rockney, anything you want to mention before we go? I mean, obviously, um, we, uh, I'm sure we'll do this next year too. So, but uh, no, it would be well. Let's, let's I certainly hope so. Um, uh, you you've just experienced just what a terrific cast we have and, and incredibly smart too. I mean, it's a really smart cast and these three here, uh, you can just tell way, you know, uh, way, way beyond their years in terms of, uh, of just smart and articulate and all that. So they're, they're a joy, um, for anybody who hasn't seen evil, it's on Paramount plus, um, easy to catch up with, uh, uh, very well regarded, highly recommended personally. Um, and, uh, for those who are, um, regular viewers, um, gotta catch this, this, uh, season climax, uh, that, uh, drops this Sunday night, I believe it's, um, uh, you, I think you're going to go bananas. All righty. Hey guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike, very much. Thank you. You're welcome. And don't forget guys, it's evil is on Paramount plus, uh, you can, uh, watch those episodes now. They are streaming and episode 10. The season finality for season, season finality. Oh, yeah, season finale. <laughs> uh, that's going to happen now this Sunday. So uh, go ahead and check that out on Paramount Plus. And uh, thank you, Roku, making it possible for a lot of folks as well to get that. So, again, who's that? Um, Dahlia wanted to have a proper goodbye, but she got logged out of I, Skype. I saw that. Oh. She's so sorry. And she wanted to say goodbye. Well, Dahlia, thank awesome. you so much. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Maddie and Skylar, you guys are great. You guys will come on again, right? We'll do this again? Yeah. We'll, we'll get Brooklyn on next time as well. She had stuff going on. She couldn't make it. But again, uh, thank you. And Rockney, again, always a pleasure. Uh, a friend for life. Absolutely. And we'll Thanks, do this. Like, congratulations on the renewal and your success up to this point. And looking forward to seeing season four. Thank you so much. Really you, appreciate it. That is a wrap. I'm going to Mexico, guys. I'm leaving uh, Saturday. So, again, it's a great way to, to say goodbye. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and uh, just uh, go ahead and uh, we'll call it a show. Guys, thank you so much. That's a wrap, folks. Hey, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.